My Fitbit is Fitbrook. <laughs> so, oh, man, you know, if you would have told me ahead of time, I would have come up with a bit for that. After, <laughs> after years of bumping this thing up against walls and falling down, as mm-hmm. I tend to do, it, uh, right. it right. finally cracked, and the screen is doing this weird 80s aesthetic, like glitchy, you know, console type vibe it's it's not good yeah so that sucks um are you it like is it something that you're gonna upgrade or do you not really care maybe not upgrade because i i'm still rocking the fitbit charge 2 and i -hmm. think they're like up to four at this point and at one point i tried one of the the higher end ones and it just it's too much you know with the custom screens and all that stuff i just want one that's gonna track my heart rate that's going to tell me mm-hmm. how many steps I made and how many steps I have left in an hour uh, yeah. to, to hit my goal, you know. But oddly, yeah. the newer ones took out the feature to count your steps or, you know, set your goal for each hour. Huh. So you're just kind of guessing. It's just daily. Yeah. It's just your overall daily goal. Like before it was so like. So you have to like check the app, basically. Yeah. Ex- well, you, you can check it on the watch, but. It doesn't give you that. Oh, you need to two, you need to do 250 steps per hour to hit your goal of 10,000 or something like that. Oh yeah, I don't think the Apple Watch does that either. Unless Interesting. It's in a setting I haven't seen. Yeah, I tried the Apple Watch briefly, but it didn't agree with me. So I like it. I haven't worn it because we're in fucking quarantine. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, even though I do work out and stuff, like I just I don't feel I don't want it to be like I don't know. It just seems like too much when I'm on the go walking around in classes and shit. It's really nice. Um, when I'm in the car getting directions, whatnot, but like, I'm, I, I, you know, I run to school every once in a while or run errands. I don't, you know, I'm not going out. So I haven't used it in a while, but yeah, like it's, it, it's nice. I don't regret buying it. Sure. But it's a question of like, do you want all of those things? Cause it can be like distracting. A friend of mine uses it for tracking her sleep as well, uh-huh. and yeah. it's it's really good for that too. I, I like the old aesthetic of it because it used to have like a uh-huh. a happy little moon on there when you got enough sleep on the app. Yeah, but they took that away, and I'm kind of disappointed in that. But yeah, I do like the layout and the way it feels. Like the yeah. app feels. Yeah, good. what she had to upgrade oddly enough because her cat absconded with her Fitbit. And it was never seen again <laughs> to this day. This is like maybe great. a year and change ago. It's just gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah. great. Because they're like, okay, all right, we both have Fitbits. We're going to keep each other honest. We're going to try to do this many steps a day. It's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to get in shape. It's awesome. And then the cat said, nah, <laughs> I get cuddles. You- Stop moving around. <laughs> what's your What's your daily goal? Is it the 10,000? Like it's- the it's the 10,000. And really, yeah. I'll be honest, the only time I really hit 10,000 in a day, especially being so sedentary now with the quarantine, yeah. the yeah. only time I would ever hit like a good amount over 10,000 a day would be when I go to conventions. Yeah. That'd be perfect for that. Yeah, when you good. go to like when I go to like classes and stuff and running around campus, I can mm. hit that easily. But that's another thing too. I'm not you know, I, I'm working out, but I'm not taking steps like that. Yeah. I'm around the house. So I'm like, this is just going to depress me. <laughs> I don't want to wear this right now. 
Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes I'll be running up and down the stairs just with laundry and whatnot, and it'll be like, oh, you're exercising. I'm like, no, I'm not. Nope. <laughs> you yeah. calm that down right now. I keep track of my exercising on a wall calendar, like an 80-year-old. Wow, okay. Write it down. I'm old as shit. <laughs> Whatever works, that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of nice, because you see the week, and you're like, look at all the things I did. That's cool. It works for writing, too. I, I learned that from uh, Jerry Seinfeld did that. Hmm. He put an X on the calendar every day he wrote jokes so that he'd, he, and he'd try to never break the chain. Can you imagine doing that, just sitting down and writing jokes? Not a lot of comedians do that, and Jerry Seinfeld is one of those guys who's very committed to doing it. And mm -hmm. he's like, it's a job. You have to do it. You have to sit down. And you have to do the job. So he treated it like a job. That's cool, and I'm glad that worked for him. You know, I, yeah. I think like like all red-blooded Americans, we've entertained the idea of, hey, I'm pretty amusing sometimes. What if I got in the stand-up? And then it's like, well, I don't know how to write 10 minutes. I don't know how to do a bit. I don't know the proper joke technique. Even though, you know, y you see so much yeah. of it. You hear so much about the inside baseball of it all from people like Marin and... Uh, back in the day, of course, yeah. and, and, and even that, that special they had on, uh, on, I think it was HBO when Seinfeld was sitting down with some other comedians just talking about it. You, you yeah. really get a glimpse inside of their process, but recreating that from your own standpoint is just so unique. You have to fail a lot. Right. I think possibly more than any other medium, maybe acting. Mm. You, you have to fail so much. That's a part of the process. Yeah, it seems um, like you have to be ready for that. I mean, yeah, I, I've i thought in the past, like, oh, stand-up is really cool, but I don't know. I enjoy, like, when we do a live show. Like, our live show was great. I want to do more of those in the future. I'd that love to be doing that. Absolutely. But stand-up is, like, like, it is art. And I definitely that that thing that you're describing, where like I could do stand up or whatever. I'm like, no, man, that's fucking art. Like I, I'm just like I, I watch them and I'm in awe of what they do. Yeah, I, I think that applause that they earn when they get their their live special or whatever on Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. It used to bug me when a comedian would come out and it's somebody that I haven't personally heard of, and it's just I know that's my own thing. When they come out and they just get this thunderous applause, and it's like, who cares? Who mm -hmm. are you? You, you? you haven't proven yourself to be funny yet. But it really is just the culmination of being on the road, being funny on Instagram, being on funny, being funny on Twitter, uh, getting a reputation for being a good writer on a sitcom or, or SNL or something like that. Now, that I would gladly do. Writing on a sitcom, like writing on a show like Parks and Rec would have been my dream job. Kind yeah. of thing, being a yeah. writer on something like that. Um, that I would totally do, but because you're working with other people, it's it, like it's 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 different. Mm -hmm. um, I think that stand up is a special kind of bravery that I'm like, oh, I don't know about that for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm I'm it's it's been on my mind a lot these past couple of days because I was watching that special uh, that Netflix has been pushing lately, uh, Sam J was a stand-up. She was a writer or is a writer on SNL. And 
I haven't seen that one. Yeah, like, you know how Netflix does sometimes. They're just like, oh, you like stand-up? Well, you're going to love this. We have 20 million specials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on a Tuesday, on a random Tuesday at noon, we're going to put this special out, and we're going to mm-hmm. push notification to your phone to let you know, hey, stand-up lover, come check this out. This this person that you've never heard of has a new stand-up special, but we think you'll like it. And sometimes oh, they're right. Sometimes. There are some comedians out there that are getting so angry. There's some comedians that you've never heard of are getting yeah. very angry that comedians you've never heard of are getting Netflix specials. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is insane, the ego in that community. Oh, yeah. You kind of have to have it, too. Actors and shit, too. Like, you know, it's, it's an, it can be anything. But, uh, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> That movie. Uh, what if you tried being happy for each other and then work <laughs> on your own shit? Okay. It doesn't work that way. Well, okay. If you're if you're to believe what you see, um, just taking Seinfeld for example, that movie that he yeah. did, comedian, and yeah. just seeing how they interact with each other on comedians and cars getting coffee, it's like you are in a profession. The way that it the way that it's it comes across. On screen is like you're in a profession where you just have such a disdain for everyone that is your 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 in your medium basically just on yeah, your level. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and you know people try to put themselves in a good headspace. Like Marin tries to psych himself up and mm-hmm. tries to to put his therapy lessons to practice to be a better person about that. But you can even tell sometimes if he's if he's got somebody on his show and they have a really good bit, you can just kind of hear him seethe a little bit, like almost like, oh, man, I wish I had thought of that or how come I didn't hit that button, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I understand that to a degree, but I see, I just think that, like, I, I think I'm too soft for that <laughs> that environment. Uh-huh. I don't think I can hang. I think it's it's... And I think especially, you know, it's shifting, but that is a male environment. And, like, there's a lot of toxicity in that world. Yeah. And female comedians are speaking out about that and stuff. So I, I just don't know if I could. Even though I get along with guys really well, yeah. um, I, I just don't know if I want to deal with that shit. No, for sure. And the women that do succeed in the, in, and are successful in that medium, it seems like they have to have... It, it, just an insane amount of support from some big brothers, basically, yep. who yeah. surround them with just protection from all the other like scum bags and sleazeballs that are out there. And sometimes it doesn't even work that way. You just hear about it well, years later. Yeah, and what's really sad too is I think that the some of the guys who have taken that on, like like Louis, like you were talking about. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um. You know, there was just a picture posted the other day of Michelle Wolf, Louie, and Sarah Silverman. And I think there I can't remember who the other, I think Tiffany Haddish was in it. Like, and it was Sarah Silverman posted it. I'm going to find it so that I can uh, say exactly who was in it. Because I don't want to say, she might, and she might have deleted it by now. Um, but it was really disappointing. Yeah. And... Uh, did she repost it without? Oh, she posted twice. Okay, so Sarah Silverman's in it. Dave Chappelle's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. I'm literally just looking at faces right now. Who I recognize? <laughs> Michelle Wolf is okay. in this. Um. So and and they're with Louie. 
Wow. And um, that makes me think that, and, and, you know, Sarah Silverman has talked about, like, I didn't have problems with Louis, you know, because he was, like, you know, fine with me and what, you know, and she didn't, she didn't completely discount what had happened. Right. What I think when you're describing that big brother thing, mm-hmm. I think that there is a predator. I will protect this one. Mm. And then it becomes like a little bit of a Stockholm syndrome type of deal where they're like, no, 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 they're good. Cause they protected me. Yeah. I think it almost goes beyond so Stockholm like, syndrome. It's, it's, it's like a familial thing. Like, yeah, you know, just growing up, you hear about your uncle's doing something that's shady but yeah, they're always yeah. buying you candy and always giving you rides to school and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. okay, well, he may be rough to these people, yeah. but he's good to me, so I'm going to still, you know, fuck with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And that was really, that was an upsetting thing that um, I saw going around on Twitter because she had posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, what the fuck? Like, especially a lot of female comedians were like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. Like, why is this? You know, some of the biggest comedians are still, still defending this dude, propping this dude up, working with this dude. Man. It's, it's, I don't think anything's going to truly take him down. I. The community has not rejected him yet. That's as long true. as that community, as long as these clubs, these other comedians still defend him, I don't think he's going anywhere. You know, and the, the edgy crowd is still going to champion him. And try to get him uncanceled or whatever the fuck they call yeah. it. And, you know, that's, that's their prerogative. I mean, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. I don't. I was I, upset because I like those, those comedians. Yeah. That we mentioned that other than him, obviously. Right. So I'm like, why do you have to? I mean, we know Chappelle has said some shit that yeah. has been, you know, he's been questioned for a while now. Um, but it's Chappelle. <laughs> like, Right, right. Uh, you know, to my knowledge, he hasn't been accused of hurting anyone. He's just talking. Yeah, and right? this is this is something that you and I have discussed at length previously, which is the nuance of yeah. how far you're you're going to push somebody away for certain things yes. they've done or said. So there's a certain yeah. tolerance of things that, you know, just different levels of of tolerance as a as a human being that you just instinctually right. have. And you're going to tolerate this much. And then, uh, you know, when it gets to a point where you're like, yeah, I don't want to support this person anymore monetarily or yeah. with my attention, understandable. You push him away. You you just make that uncoupling in your mind, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So it just sucks to see that. Um, I can't imagine what it's like if you're in that community. As right. a fan, it just sucked to see that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, as, as a fan, you put so much of your time and energy into the work of somebody that you're a fan of and you suddenly find out that they did something terrible. Yeah. And you know, it immediately you want to say, okay, yeah, you're done. I'm out of here. I'm not supporting you anymore, but there's still like a part of you that needs to uncouple from those memories. Yeah. I don't know about that. We've talked about this before too, yeah. like the, the art and the artist and everything. I, you know, I don't know if I care on that level about those mm. things. Mm. It's more of just like, I, I'm trying to evaluate the severity of things because yeah. we get, we do get upset about a lot of shit nowadays. That's true. Um, and I'm not saying people get canceled for like, I, I'm not getting into that. 
I'm just saying we do get upset over a lot of things, and we have to be critical of, like, okay, this is this is bad. This is very, very bad, and this person should never work again. Mm. I would put Louis in that category because okay. he was using his power to sexually harass women. Right. And assault women, really. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and then I think there was verbal stuff as well. But, you know, to me, I'm like, you're done. That's it. That, like, and, and we can get into, like, okay, this this one, this guy made, you know, like, you talk about Chappelle made a joke and things like that. And you can get into the nuance of that. But you're, if you're talking about harming people, fuck off. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, it's good to learn. It's good to really yeah. just listen and discover what's going on in situations like that. You know, yeah. not, not, not necessarily Louis, because I mean, what he did is unforgivable to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just on a personal level, like somebody that does that to another human being, somebody that traps another human being in a room like that and did what he does. I'm, I'm good. I don't want that's shit to so, do with that's it. That's so psychotic. I it can really never is. get past how, how fucking weird that is. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I just can't fathom that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good because it's not a norm no, in your I, world. You know, I know what I mean? It's just, yeah, that's, that's a good problem to have that you can't. Yeah. I'm like, I've that. been alone in the room, in room with women all the time. I've never done that. Nope. Like non-consensual nope. shit. What are you talking about? You know, that's it's fucking crazy. It's always fucked up when you're on like a forum or something like on a Reddit or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, come on, we've all thought about it. Like, no, the fuck we haven't, dude. You're oh my the God, only no. one. No. Yeah, yeah, that's that like, guy no. that like says something like that and you're like, bitch, what? No. Like, you need <laughs> like, this is, What? Yeah, yeah. Like you gotta talk to somebody, man. That's not no, that's not cool no, at all. Not, okay. no, no, but there's a difference between being held accountable and trying to figure out the nuance of where you stand on certain things. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's a personal it's a personal decision versus you just saying like, okay. Yeah, I mean it's all a personal decision, really. Come to think of it, it you know, is. Yeah. you could you could say Louis is canceled. You draw your lines. Yeah, I mean you can say Louis is canceled, and I'm still watching his show every day. But I'm not yeah. doing that, obviously, because I don't really care to anymore. Yeah. I um, also think you shouldn't care if the if you know, like if you Matt were watching Louis' show, I should not care. Well, see, that's that, not my business. Yeah, but that affects how you view me. Because if you see me as somebody okay, who yeah. goes, yeah, no, fuck all that nonsense. I'm going to watch it. I don't care. Then you start to think, well, geez, if Matt's on board with that, maybe I don't want to be on board with Matt. And no, 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 you. no. That's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, I've certainly done that with, you know, decisions that other people have made where I'm like, I can't deal with you. Yeah. But I can't. I've I've also had to teach myself to go like, I can't control it. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's what I was mainly meaning. Mm-hmm. I totally get you. I totally do. But yeah, it's like, hey, you know, Sam Jones is watching Louis C.K. Oh, he shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. You do that, Sam Jones. <laughs> I don't know why Sam Jones came to my mind. Well, I guess since he disappeared from Smallville, I'm still very curious about whatever happened. To yeah, I think you're accusing Pete. Sam Jones of a thing that he's not doing, but okay. <laughs> Not even Sam Jones the third, his grandfather Sam Jones, the original Sam Jones, the original Sam Jones. That's right. Yeah, man, okay. I'm just He's I'm probably awful. dead. Canceled. I'm canceled. Yeah, definitely canceled. Yeah. <laughs> My lord. Yep, 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 yep. 
just like after a seven-day trial period, I have self-canceled. Oh, my God. Yep. You're a ridiculous person. I am. So, speaking of ridiculousness, (coughs) we um, (laughs) had a couple of conversations last week, and we didn't quite give them the nuance that they deserved. So no, no. We, wanna... we got two comments in, and one is light and one is heavy. What do you what do you want to get it to first? <laughs> let's 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 go for the heavy one first, since we're kind of like in yeah. that vein right now, anyway. We are in that. Okay. I, mean, I I tried to copy it in here and it didn't come up right. So let me go into our in. Uh, this was Denise reached out on Instagram. Yeah. Which we've as we've said in the past, it is easier for us to read that because we both have access to Instagram. So. <clears throat> I am going to read this. Okay. <clears throat> hey, you guys. I wanted to reach out uh, to you about something you discussed on this week's podcast. This is not a criticism, but more of a heads up as how it might come across. I give you both the full benefit of the doubt that you approach this conversation, meaning no harm at all. When discussing looting and rioting in the city, um, meaning Chicago, because mm-hmm. that, that was what we were discussing at the time. Lex shared uh, that her reaction to these stories is a reinforcement of her preference to live outside of a city or suburb, which on its own is a neutral statement. But as a response to looting and rioting due to continued systemic socioeconomical and racial inequality and higher policing in the cities, it comes off as classist and possibly racist. Uh, I'm not saying that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not saying that is the what the intended, but those statements are rooted in privilege, which was acknowledged but not explored further. Uh, Lex mentioned that it, uh, it comes down to choice, which is something most of us do not have. Matt mentioned never having lived in a place that didn't share walls with someone else. That's the typical experience of someone living in a city, especially those of us in low-income areas. Mobility from the city to the suburbs to rural areas is unobtainable for so many. Uh, now, do you say BIPOC or is it BIPOC or how do you, how do you yeah, say Yeah, I've, I've never pronounced that particular acronym out loud. So <laughs> BIPOC we'll say for now. Okay, BIPOC uh, and people that have lower income and being able to separate from protests, riots and looting by not living where these things are happening is a privilege. Associating those experiences as a side effect of living in a city ignores the fact that people living in low-income areas of a major city tend to be BIPOC and are subject to higher policing, neighborhood disenfranchisement, and general systemic racism. Again, I do not pass judgment, and I certainly do not believe that that was the intention, but I brought it up. I thought it was worth bringing up. These are important conversations and necessary and important, so I'm glad to hear them on your podcast. Okay. <clears throat> Denise. You know, we, we do tend to just get into conversation mode, almost yeah. like, uh, and I, I, I'm very guilty of this, where I just talk and I, I almost forget that other folks are listening as well, and I'm yeah, just talking I, to I my friend Lex. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go back and listen to it. I probably should have, but, you know, I, that's how I get, we get into tangents so much yeah. that... I didn't even think about the associations like when this was brought up, when I read the letter. Mm-hmm. So I like in my mind, I wasn't making these like I, we had just ta- started talking about living in places. And then I was think I was talking about the things that I've been thinking about where you want to live and stuff. Cause I hate Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, like, you know, it just, it was separate in my mind, but that doesn't excuse it. Um, I wasn't acknowledging the full scope of things. Right. We, we want to make sure to just, you know, uh, give proper note that looting and rioting due to, uh, due to continued system. I always want to say systematic and that's, uh, it's, it just trips coming off Is of my tongue. Wrong. I don't know. We're going to look systemic, into that. Systematic? Systemic, socioeconomic, like racial inequity in a higher policing yeah. city. It comes off classes and possibly racist. Um, yeah. So we didn't, obviously didn't mean it to come off that way. However, yeah. uh, it, it is, it is something that we acknowledge and we're going to be more thoughtful of in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I I fully take the responsibility for this one. Uh, I do think that while the letter was talking to both of us, um, based off of what I know from what you said and what I said, like it was I was the one <laughs> I was the one fucking up on this one uh, by by not uh, thinking of that other perspective, because your description was just like, this is what I've always lived in. And mine was like, eh. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, I was just kind of brushing it off. So Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we get like that sometimes. But what I do enjoy about our conversations every week is that you'll call me out on stuff like that. I'll call you out on stuff like that. Yeah. But even last week when I was talking about the looting, I, I kind of made it a point to say, look, this is information I'm still digesting. There's yeah. a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. And honestly... My head was not in the right place for that conversation, so that was a little reckless of me as well. But I'll say this now that I've I've had a week to think about the the looting and rioting and protesting in general and that sort of thing. You, mm-hmm. you, I, I think it is important to draw a distinction um, when you when you describe these type of events because what I what I do see taking place a lot in forums, on Reddit, that sort of thing. And I said I was staying away from that, but I obviously don't. You did briefly touch on that as well last time. I did, yes. But (laughs) No, it's okay. I just was reminding people. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where you would hope that people can see the nuance in this sort of thing, but they Mm -hmm. lump everything together. They lump everyone together that stands in direct opposition of what they're comfortable with. And in a way, I do understand where these folks are coming from because it's taking people out of their comfort zone. Like, for me, the protesting is something that, you know, I've, I was raised by uh, a large family, uh, you know, and a lot of my family were involved with protesting over generations mm-hmm. and just speaking up against what's wrong and that sort of thing. And they raised me to, to do that as well. But, mm-hmm. With when it comes to rioting, when it comes to looting, you know, we generally stay away from that. So that's that's almost like alien to me in a way. But what I've heard discussed and what I've what I've seen, you know, on the news when it's reported correctly, is that it comes from a place of frustration. You know, so while I don't participate I have to understand that there are certain right. people that aren't as privileged as I am that don't have yeah. a choice when it comes to getting what they need. You know, when people see the, the looting on TV, they say, oh, well, you know, you can't eat a Gucci bag. You know, well, fuck no, you can't eat a Gucci bag, but you can sell that Gucci bag on the train. 
to get yeah. some food to feed your family or feed yourself. So I've I've never found a way. Um, I've tried to like use the arguments I've seen other people using that like it's just property, you know, X, Y, and Z. But like I've never been able to explain what you're describing, which mm-hmm. is like um, trying to acknowledge the privilege of not being in that position. Right. And I've and no one had like I've never gotten anyone to be able to listen to me on it. Um, and maybe that's because like I my own bias is doing the same thing you're doing where you're like, I don't get it, but I I'm not I'm not trying to uh, judge it. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the right word for that would be, but what you're describing where you're like, I'm not participating in this, but like. Mm-hmm. I understand why it's happening. Yeah. It's, um, it's and I've the never result. been able to like explain that to another person properly. Yeah. To to convince them that like, this is why looting is happening right now, or it, this is why rioting is happening right now. And that's why I feel like it's so important to listen, you know, because protests, I didn't know yes, how to explain like, this. Like protests are different though. People, if you sit down and explain protests, I have found people will listen but mm-hmm. it's it's when you get into the more extreme that they just don't listen. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot more listening to do. You know, this is not this is not my final statement on how I feel about things. This is just my my ever evolving thought process of where I yeah. am now. Just uh, just observing and discovering how I feel. Uh, you know, in this in this unique time that we're going through. So. I mean, yeah. based on our memory or my memory of that conversation, I think it was mostly me. <laughs> like, I think it was ninety me and like maybe ten you. Well, uh, you know, both so of our I, names I, are on this show. I'm not hanging you out to try. Oh, oh, I know, I know you're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, holding myself accountable for it. Well, right. someone held me accountable. Now I'm holding myself accountable for it. So. <laughs> you're reholding yourself. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. old double hold. I, I know. am acknowledging it with no one else getting credit. <laughs> Look you know, at my um, growth. You, yeah, you, you have like it, it, you know everyone messes up, um, yeah. so you just mess up and try to do better next time. And I appreciate, um, you know, being called out on something like called out. That sounds bad. Being uh, held accountable <laughs> <Yes>. for something. <laughs> I, you know, I appreciate being canceled. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, that's the that's the that's the more heavier one, and yeah, we appreciate all feedback as long as you don't tell me I smell because I work very hard on not doing that. But um, other than that, that yeah. Is a- Weird thing to bring up, and I feel like you got to work on some of your own personal stuff with that one to unpack. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting yeah. to it. That's another episode entirely. So, next message, we heard from our friend Jonesy. And uh, she was commenting <laughs> on the, uh, what what airline was that? Emirates. The- it was Emirates. Emirates, yeah. They were offering to uh, cover some of the cost of the gamble you're taking by flying on an airplane unnecessarily. Um, yes. And one of, the, one of the things they listed was 1,500 euro for a funeral, to which Jonesy said, FYI, 1,500 euro for a funeral is $768, a.k.a. not enough for a funeral. Also, so morbid. Couldn't agree so more. Morbid. So morbid. That is not morbid. a lot of money. Not no. a lot. No. So, yeah. Um, man, 
just getting put in the ground is so expensive. It's so just wow, it is. man. It is. I feel like Emirates should, you know, with this particular situation, they should take your body and just chuck it off of their fancy plane. Yeah, like, just like just over the ocean. It's like. <laughs> You're you're just fucking chucked into the ocean. And just that's put it. you. That's how you go. Put you in that blue gelatinous goo. Yeah, the yeah, same yeah. kind of thing all used natural. for the toilets. All natural, you all know. All natural. Naked and then as, just as the day you came in. Yeah, and then just yeet you into the ocean. Yeet, <laughs> and you're gone. Yes. Yeet you into the ocean. You're gone. You're you're with the fishes, literally. Mm-hmm. You're swimming with the fishes. Burial at um, sea on the house. Cheap cheap don't have to worry about spreading covid unless whales get covid in which case we're fucked um oh no yeah (laughs) one more way to kill the oceans oh man i'm sure someone has googled that already you know that whale probably deserved it yeah he had it coming that fucking liberal whale out here protesting against shit he's the one spreading come on yeah come on man that's no cover that that whale named louie <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So you know what, guys? It's okay. I can say that because I don't sexually assault and harass women. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true, true story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I can vouch for that. Uh, how? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Sarah Silverman to your Louis C.K. No, let's not. Let's not even go there. Um, oh, so, AMC. Yeah. AMC's trying desperately to be relevant during this time when we don't need them at all. It's been proven. The, since, uh, the, I'm sorry, the network? No, no, no. The movie. The movie theater. Okay. AMC. American Movie Classics Theaters. No, that's not how that goes. AMC Movie Theaters. I was drinking water when he said that. That was unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like what? Do we even know what the AMC stands for in AMC theaters? Like I've never thought to ask that before. Now, <laughs> oh no, I just came up with a really bad acronym. So, oh. nope. all right, we're gonna nope. come back. We're gonna come back around to the acronym. <laughs> but for now, let's it's talk all about these this. Misstepping come. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, given how much focus they're putting on cleaning these theaters, I would hope that's not the case. One would knock on wood. Let's hope that that ain't the case. You know. Oh my god. I know that they're trying to show like classic films and stuff like that. But if Magic Mike is showing and you encounter that situation, don't go to that theater anymore. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just don't. So. All okay. Right. So what are they doing? AMC is offering fifteen cent tickets on the first day of reopening. <laughs> okay. So, in a world. Where okay. we in a world where we're trying to socially distance That's from one really another, um, they decide to give like super discount tickets mm-hmm. and try to cram as many motherfuckers in a the theater as they can to see this imaginary New Mutants film that's coming out in a few days. That film does not exist. It doesn't this fucking exist. This it, is a fucking conspiracy, guys. <laughs> I don't believe it. I, I'm not. No, no, no. No, it's not happening. You I go just, there, it's just going to be two hours of that Rickroll video. Yep. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe, maybe Maisie Williams Rickrolling you. Maybe they just reshot that, and that's I'd watch it. That. I would. That'd be entertaining. 
So anyway, AMC confirmed that the New Mutants will debut in theaters August 28th with Christopher Nolan's Tenet to follow September 3rd. Warner Brothers is planning to release Tenet a week earlier internationally because, you know, they did things a little bit better than we did. Yeah, they for shit. Yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, some movie with Russell Crowe and then uh, the personal history of David Copperfield from Disney's Fox Searchlight. Ew. So not not a lot of great stuff to choose from. I mean, out of all I these films... I want to see Tenet. I do, too. I do, too. And I understand that, you know, Christopher Nolan is big about seeing stuff on the big screen. No, that I want to see it on the big screen. I will not see it on the big screen, though. Nope. Nope. Um, I don't understand why he couldn't wait until next year. Well, I think it's more Warner Brothers can't wait until next year because they made all these fancy promises about how much money they were going to make to their stockholders. And yeah. they can't let them down. So... Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers is really in a... Our whole world is built on a house of cards. It's true. Is that, isn't that, that like, the biggest thing you guys have taken away from this? Because that's the biggest thing I've taken away from this. Guys, it's just if I've ever... just a giant house of cards. If I could teach you one thing that I've learned from Teen Titans Go, the wonderful show that comes on Cartoon Network, is that the gold standard does not exist anymore. No. Meaning that, you know, the, the equivalent of, of gold that exists to each dollar in production, mm-hmm. that's not a thing. Money is imaginary. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So. How many weed gummies have you had tonight? <laughs> Not as many as I should have. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Now, this isn't on our notes, but it's something that we were talking about earlier that I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, of Teen Titans Go, uh, Fandom is coming up on Saturday, mm-hmm. which is a virtual convention for DC and Warner Brothers Media and all kind of other crap, you know, mm-hmm. to supplement. Mostly DC, though, I think, right? Mostly mostly DC, but there's going to be some, like, gaming and all kind of other stuff. But, yeah, it's going to focus heavily on, on the comics and the, and the superheroes and whatnot. So it's all online, but a couple of things happened already that are putting a bad taste in people's mouth about this convention. First of all, there were massive layoffs at DC Comics, not even a week ago, yeah, where a lot of the editorial staff was laid off. And some of these people, since most of Fandome has already been recorded, most of these people are going to be, quote-unquote, in attendance at this convention, oh, talking about God. how great DC is. That's kind of fucked up. That is super fucked up. Yeah, you know, you let them sing the praises about your company and how great it is to work there and how they're really taking care of you during this whole crisis, and then goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. The other thing too is the you know, ongoing crisis joke. So that's worth it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is the ongoing saga of uh, the the Snyder cut and how bad a situation it was, how how bad of a, a time the Justice League actors had filming this movie under the new regime once, uh, what's his face, took over? Uh, 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 Whedon. Whedon, uh, yeah. Justin. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jeff Johns, who is a, a big muckety-muck at DC Comics, and he's, he's big into their production. Yeah, it made me a little sad, too, because Ray Fisher, who played um, Cyborg in the Justice League mm-hmm. films, um, he basically said that his career was threatened 
by Jeff Johns, the man who is primarily responsible for a lot of great comics that you've read over the years at DC, is threatening this man's career because he doesn't want to fucking say booyah and shit like that. It's just yeah. messed up. So, yeah, Jeff Johns, not the best guy. So he's, <laughs> unfortunately, he was the guy that wrote a lot of the Green Lantern books that I enjoyed uh, I back know. in the day. So He's between, written a lot of really good books. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been talking about how great um, that that new uh, DC show is, uh, Stargirl. Mm-hmm. He's he's behind that character. He wrote part of that show. Yeah. So, yeah, it just it feels icky. And then last but not least, what was the third thing that happened today? What was I telling you about? There you told some... me about the Jeff Johns thing because I messaged you. I was like, what happened to Jeff Johns? <laughs> what did he do? Oh, the other thing is that there have been allegations of uh, harassment of female employees at Rockstar Games. And Rockstar Games, of course, is responsible for the Wait, uh, Rockstar the or Rocksteady? Sorry. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, Rocksteady. I always get Rock, them confused. Okay. Rocksteady yeah, Games. Two different companies. Yes. Rocksteady is responsible for the Batman Arkham series. And, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So they've, they've got they, it. Well, the only reason I caught that was because I know they're doing this new DC game. Yeah. They're doing Suicide Squad versus Justice League. And it's supposed yeah. to be this, this big reveal happening at Fandom this weekend. And one of the lead writers of the game was in tears in this video talking about the harassment that she and other women working there faced during her time at the company. Bullshit. She tried She tried to put a stop to it several times. She wrote letters to management. And nothing was done until it was going to be made public. And then finally, they released a letter, you know, saying that, hey, we're sorry and all that shit. And so she put something out saying, look, this is just platitudes, man. Fuck them. Because they knew about this for years and just let it continue. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking to watch because the woman was talking about, you know, this was her dream job and she always wanted to work on these characters. And, you know, she grew up playing these these games, these Batman games, and wanted to work with Rocksteady. And it just turned out like that. Why do we... Like, we keep, we keep hearing these fucking stories... And I don't know, I, I, what is wrong with guys? I don't get it. What is, like, what, is it the power specifically? Is it, like, like just the societal upbringing that's fucked up? I don't know. We all of that. It's all, <laughs> all, all of that shit. All of it, yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. Man. So, anyway, right now. So, yeah, not not participating in that, I guess, is the moral yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, but the the one thing that I am going to regret missing out on, because, yeah, I'm not going to participate in that shit. The one thing I'm, I'm going to regret missing out on is that they had um, a one-day uh, website where you could tour Teen Titans Tower, the giant T from the cartoon, Aww. and there were, like, different stuff going on in there. You know I love me some Cyborg. You, know. you can go and do that, bud. Yeah, it feels weird. I'm good. No, we're fine. We Personal know you're choice. good. <laughs> it is a personal choice, but no one's going to judge you if you do that. Yeah. Especially right now. Take joy where you can get it. Just yeah. do the thing. You're you're not giving them money. No. No, I'm not, actually. No. But I'm giving them web traffic. I mean... You are, but like... I, it's I such a small thing compared to what... Right. Compared to what's going on, compared to the, the treatment they're giving their employees and... They're adjacent. Yeah, but at the same time, you're also using your platform to call them out on their bullshit. So, I don't know. 
Uh, I'm give I'm I'm telling you to give yourself permission to do that. If it's a like if it's a one day thing kind of deal, like you can only access that. Like just go do that thing. No one's gonna be mad at you for that. And, well, I appreciate and, the perspective. You don't have to beat yourself up over that, you know. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate the perspective on it. I'll, I'll give it some thought. But yeah, yeah. Right now, it's like yeah, they can kick rocks with that shit. I'm not about to. Yeah. Like, oh, it was glorious. No, it's okay. And you know, I've always, whenever these types of things happen, I feel so bad for all, you know, all of the people who are involved at DC, like the actors on the Arrowverse shows that we love. Yeah. And you know, they're all involved and they're very passionate about what they're doing. But then this shit happens, and it kind of, it, you know, um, Ray Fisher, like you were saying, he's. You know, he was excited to be involved in this, and then he had his experience tainted by this bullshit. Right. Uh, that creator of the video game, she was dealing with the same shit. So, right. you know, that it's just, it's it's sad. It is sad, and let's hope that that sort of thing ceases. I, I mean, if it, it feels like we end every story like that when it comes to this sort of thing. And it's, it's just fucked up. It is, but I still think that it's good to address it. Um, you know, like Denise was saying in that earlier subject, which is like, you know, it's good that you're, we're talking about it. Yeah. It just sucks that we can't offer any resolution. We can't fix everything. Yep. It's like, I know we're both that type of person where we're like, let's, let's solve this shit. Mm. What can we do to help? And it's like, well, you can kind of help, but, like, you can't solve it, at least not on your own. That's right. That's right. You know, something I try to do when the conversations happen back and forth about the state of things in Chicago, and ultimately somebody throws out, hey, well, why don't they protest when, you know, the black-on-black violence happens, or how come they aren't doing anything about these kids getting shot in the street? And you know what? They're right. It's fucked up. It's fucked up that kids are getting killed. Kids that have nothing to do with riots, looting, or, you know, on the other side of spectrum, gang violence, that sort of thing. When, when innocent kids get wrapped up in that, yeah. it's fucked up. And there are groups that are attempting to do something about that. Uh, one group that I like is um, My Block, My Hood, My City. I think I've mm-hmm. discussed them yeah. on the show yeah. before. Jamal Cole, stand-up individual. Not saying that he's going, like, one-to-one versus these gang members because, you know, there are other ways to fight. Yeah, he, that's not how you right. solve issues. Right, but what he what he does, him and his group, which is growing every day, um, they're going around and they're shoveling sidewalks in the winter. They're putting up holiday lights around the holidays on the south side and west side. Yeah. Communities that normally don't get that type of treatment from the city. Um, most recently, when we had that tornado, here's a dangling plot thread from last week that I never went back to. The fucking tornado, tornado that hit my neighborhood in Rogers Park. In fact, oh, that was your neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, that was my I neighborhood. I mean, it is my neighborhood rather. So right now, I'm I'm at the northern did it part. Did the black on black crime? It did okay, for about cool. ten minutes or so. I'm a white person. That's all I care about. That's obviously. all. Boom, right? done. Yeah, yeah. Racism okay. solved. Black on black crimes done. You the know, gangs. We solved the that thing so yep. everything's fixed and yep. i don't have to do anything perfect you know what i imagine that people who tout black on black crime just imagine everybody being led to a boat like yep. in the dark night 
in those orange jumpsuits mm. and just waiting for the Joker to blow them up. See, I imagine that they just think of black people doing fight clubs. <laughs> and, like, you don't talk about it. You don't say that you're in fight club, but there's just fight clubs. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah. yeah. Fight clubs are happening all around you right now. Yeah. Um, but the tornado, so we don't lose track of that again. Touchdown <laughs> yeah. in my neighborhood on my right. old block. All the trees, basically, on the block that I used to live on, on, on Sealy, it, mm-hmm. um, the trees were knocked down. Trees that have been there for decades, you know. Yeah. Cars smashed to bits. But the reason I bring it up now is because Jamal Cole and his people came out to help the neighborhood clean up. Well, that's awesome. So it's not even just limited to the south side. They come all over Chicago just to help people out of stuff like that. And so, it's admirable. And you can donate to them. And you can yeah. make sure that they continue their fight. So that's that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's also Donate to them. Yeah. There's also Mothers Against Senseless Killings. It started out as Mothers Against Senseless Killing. And then it evolved into uh, Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killing. And this is a group of moms that were so tired of uh, kids getting caught up in gang violence and not feeling safe walking home after school, uh, you know, that they would actually sit out on street corners and just, like, pass out snacks and stuff like that mm-hmm. and just make sure that there was nothing crazy going on and just staying in contact with each other like a like a neighborhood watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they they accept donations as well. God bless those moms that, like, saying, look out for other kids. Yeah. Ugh. Those moms were my favorite. As someone who did not have a good mom, uh, that was those moms were the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good to see. I mean, it's yeah. it's encouraging to see. I mean, that there are dads love. that too, but like, there's there's something about like the moms that stepped up and were like, "This kid needs to eat." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, I was one of those kids that, unfortunately, during a, a par- portion of my life, I was not getting fed and stuff like that uh, yeah. properly. So. Um, you know, due to shit that I don't need to get into, but you know, uh, the, and, and it was like friends, moms were like, do you want to stay for dinner and stuff like that? And like, I, I, you know, I don't think they realize like, yeah, I do. Cause I'm going to go home and like, you know, I'm 10 years old. I'm going to cook ramen for myself or whatever. Like, you know, I don't, I don't have anything. Yeah. So that, that means a lot to a kid that Definitely. doesn't have that. Um, yeah. and I, I can't. I'm, I, you know, I was never in that gang adjacent, you know, ridiculous things or anything like that. But I did have situations of neglect, and and you know, so when I hear about things like that, I'm like, that like those are the best people, like the best people that take in and look out for other kids um, and other people in their neighborhood. Growing up, my best friend's mom. Um, she never said no when I asked to like stay over at their house or something like that, or just stay over for dinner, you know, just because she knew I was a gentle child and she knew that we lived in kind of not a, not a gentle neighborhood Mm -hmm. and she didn't want me to get in any type of trouble or shenanigans knowing that her house was a safe place. And I I always appreciated that, you know, always. Yeah. That's definitely the kind of environment I would want to create. You know, with with children and stuff like that, where I'm like, yeah, no, your your friends are welcome here and they're cool and everything like like as long as you're you know there's not trouble and shit like that. And in that case, we'll deal with it. You know, I just yeah. like that type of environment. Me too. 
Me too. I, I, I admire that, uh, that tenacity in moms yeah. and, and women just to not only take care of themselves and their own, but to put that nurturing outward too. Just like, yeah. Look, and I do think know. that we're seeing a new generation of men who, you know, millennial men are at least ones that I see are stepping up and, and doing a lot of this stuff too, which yeah. I think is really cool. We spoke about that last week a little bit too. Yeah. Just men being more confident with letting their emotions and that that mm-hmm. soft side show a little bit more. So yeah. I hope nice that's a trend stuff. that continues. Yeah. So real quick, back to the tornado. <laughs> Did you lose power? Did you like, back to the tornado? Thankfully, yeah. I didn't. A lot of people around Chicago did um, lose power. There were some people that were without power until like because the, the tornado happened on a Monday. Uh huh. And they didn't get their power stored until Saturday. Wow. Like, it wasn't yeah. the majority of people. But, you know, with everybody working from home, I mean, that's like, how do you deal? You have no internet. You have no power. You're just, you're sick. you got to call in sick. There's nothing mm, else you can do. That's about the amount of time that I've experienced power outages from hurricanes, somewhere in that range. So, Man. yeah, you, uh, you learn to uh, pack... Uh, ice into your, you know, cooler and everything like that. You prepare for your fridge to not work yeah. and to save all your food. You get lots of non-perishables. Uh, you charge up everything. Like that's when I, I still have an iPod, but I still have an old school iPod yeah. that I charge that shit up. I'm like, I will listen to school, the middle school music <laughs> to survive <laughs> this pandemic if I have to. If anything, it takes you back to a happier time. So pandemic. you can just kind of hurricane, but you no, know, I know. whatever. Yeah, it, it's all it's interchangeable. A shit show. Yeah, the pandemic yeah. hurricane, the hurricane. Yeah, and pandemic. you just like you gather your books and you, you know, your candles, and you just prepare to live like the olden days for a while. <laughs> One thing that I did a couple, like years ago, my dad was we got a little projector, Ooh. and we threw a sheet up and, and we projected movies from the phone. It was fun. That does sound fun. That yeah, does sound it fun. was hot as fuck. Oh yeah, very uncomfortable. That's always the worst part. We we had a, a oh, brownout. Oh, you can't drink water. Like you have you you you're on. Uh, you'd have to boil your water. Oh. So, yeah, your water's not safe. So they have you um, fill up your bathtubs basically to have water reserve for like toilet or anything like that. Um, you do that before the storm. And then you buy your water in advance and stuff to make sure you're covered. I don't yeah, know we, how it works, but yeah. We had a brownout a couple of years ago over here. Um, just like, I, I guess, a transformer exploded or something like that. Fucking Megatron, you know. And <laughs> we ended up just being without power for a whole night. But <laughs> I was I was kind of putting together a bug out bag around that time anyway. Uh-huh. And so we had like two flashlight headbands and we had like a, a blinking like uh, leash for BMO and everything. Yeah. And then it was around the time that we first got the switch. So we were just sitting there just like playing Mario Odyssey. Yeah. For yeah. two or three hours or however long the battery lasted at that time and just, you know, made the best of it. Yeah. The big things that you have to get, like I, I discussed, you know, non-perishable stuff like that. You got to get your medicines. Um, you have to have contingency plan if you have to have things refrigerated or whatever. Like, you just have to have that stuff in mind, and you have to know your flood zones and stuff like that, depending on where you live. Um, now, I don't have 
um, the where I live doesn't have trees around it. But Ryan, where he lives, he has old oak trees, mm. massive oak trees. Uh, so he has to have those inspected, basically, before season and then after storms. He has to have those inspected to make sure because they, that is the danger. That is the real danger um, of that falling in on the house kind of situation. Uh, and if they're bad, he has to have them removed. Yeah. So, you know, that that's the... So you just have to know the situation. It's weird <clears throat> how casual stuff like that becomes to you mm-hmm. when you've lived in it for so long. We're just like, ah, fuck it. Like, like I guess we're dealing with another storm. There's looking like two developing now or whatever. Last time I checked, I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. That's one more fucking thing. Like when you and I, when you and I started becoming closer friends, and I, I <laughs> saw like some type of like weather pattern moving. Mm-hmm. To you, I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, dude, it's fucking Florida. We do this all the time. You yeah, know who's really familiar? Yes. You know who's really familiar where their flood zones are? Uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, that is true. Bring it back. Bring it back. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about this. We got We got some more bad news. We got some more bad news for you. So um it came to my attention yesterday. Yeah. And I I I I rendered my clothing in in just sorrow when I yeah. heard this news. It just shook me to my core. This is some resnaculous news, isn't it? This is yeah, resnaculous breaking news, headlines, yeah. you know, special report. Yeah. Um, you know, all that stuff. Uh get Wolf Blitzer on the TV cuz we're about to talk about it. The Trix Rabbit has been assassinated. The tri- <laughs> The rabbit is down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just go into full Walter Cronkite mode. <laughs> we are getting reports from Dallas. The Trix rabbit has died. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is, <laughs> has, has Mr. Peanut been informed yet? Is he still... Is he baby nut? Is he teen nut it's, now? <laughs> he's not old enough to deal he's with the situation. He's still not old enough to deal Okay, yeah. But real deal. Pepperoni. There's a pepperoni shortage in our country, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. This is the part where I remove my glasses in a serious fashion, just like uh, Rob your temples. Yeah, no. I know it's uh, it's it's hard news to hear. It's important you hear it from somebody soon. Your favorite pizza place may not have pepperoni available. Yeah, and it's because of the pandemic. This comes from USA Today. <laughs> There's a new coronavirus pandemic shortage of the nation's most popular pizza topping. Small pizza shops across the nation are reporting higher prices for pepperoni, according to Bloomberg, which found a South Dakota shop is paying $4.12 a pound compared to two eighty seven in January 2019. Emily, a New York City pizza shop, is paying $6 a pound, up from $4 earlier this year. Chef and co-owner Matthew Hyland told Bloomberg, it's an American right to have a pepperoni on pizza. What? Highland told Bloomberg, pepperoni is such a huge part of pizza, it's important to us that we keep it accessible. The small pizza restaurants said they weren't passing the higher costs along to customers at this time. According to Bloomberg, large pizza chains, including Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, and Papa John's, haven't experienced shortages or price increases as they buy ingredients with long-term contracts. So... I guess for now, you continue to have your shakaroni from Papa John's. Mm. But you can do better, girl. Let me tell you right now. 
I would rather have a cheese pizza from somewhere else. Oh, man, I'd rather have a lot of things from somewhere else yeah, than I have mean, anything from Papa choice, John's. Yeah, I mean, that's the choice. Like, come on. I remember the first time I had Papa John's, I was in San Diego, because okay. at the time they didn't have them in Chicago. Yeah. And Dee and I had gotten... Yeah, 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 now I know. But Dee and I went there for Comic-Con, and like, oh, Papa John's, I've seen them advertise, let's see yeah. what they do. And it's like... <laughs> I mean, literally, just the the disappointment we felt. It just almost ruined the whole fucking day, eating Papa John's. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I remember liking it as a kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was, like, just it was good when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know. Um, I won't eat it now. So. I love the fact, too, that when I went to Orlando <laughs> from Megacon years and years ago, we we decided to try to order pizza for room service. Mm-hmm. And so we called the concierge desk at the hotel or whatever. Like, yeah. hey, what's what's the best pizza you guys got in the area? I kid you not, motherfucker said Pizza Hut. Like <laughs> Okay. Super helpful. Thank you. <laughs> that's the that's the vibe right now. Pizza Hut. That's it. That sounds accurate though, given the uh the area. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And I mean it's no, no, fair. No. Let me rephrase that. There are okay. great restaurants in the area. <laughs> um but given the people that maybe would know about them, yeah. Depends yeah. on how cool you are. I will say that. I know a yeah. lot of cool people in the area that know of cool places, but <laughs> yeah. not the concierge at the at the uh the Hyatt right. Regency. Right. The, the same Hyatt Regency where we found blood on our pillows and uh, never got a solution to why that happened. We just got fresh yeah. pillows. Yeah. Well, you know, you were get, you know, you didn't check ahead of time because they gave you a choice between blood or semen. They said Did if they? you don't pick. Yeah, in the email, it's in the fine print. And if you don't pick, they pick for you. All right, that's on me. You know, all this time I've been holding that grudge against Hyatt. I, I mean, apologize. Not to victim blame, but <laughs> you had a choice, bud. You I mean, technically, wrong. if you were victim blaming, you would be blaming the person that bled on the pillows in the first place. So still. I think everyone's a victim here, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. We've got another Resnacula story. It's Do very we? Sad. Okay. I'm the ready Rain for this. The Rainforest Cafe. His clothes. No. Yeah. Okay. That tracks. In uh, in Chicago, right? Yeah. 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 It is. So just to to bring to bring a little extra, little extra flavor to this story here, I told Dee about this, and she goes, "It was still open." (laughs) Listen, that is a very accurate assessment of Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. Was. The the one in the Baltimore area was my favorite as a kid. Like that was the coolest place to go to. Mm. That was so cool. Like they had the rainstorms and the giant animals, and then they had the the stuffed animals you could get, and it was so fun. And like I remember they had like chicken nuggets that were shaped like animals and stuff like that. <laughs> I think I think was the thing. I loved it. I loved it, and I'm sure that there because like rainforest is. A chain, I think. Yeah. It's like owned by different people. What is that franchise? I think it's a franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one is being demolished for high rise, apparently. 
Mm. And that's very sad. They're not all gone, so I guess if you guys are traveling, you can go find another Rainforest Cafe. I probably <laughs> wouldn't. I'd leave that in your memory bank. Yeah, because the food... That you want to take? I mean, I don't know how they... You know, don't, don't just take a random kid, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they're cleaning the Rainforest Cafe locations either. I mean, all the fake hanging stuff off the ceiling yeah, and walls. Good. Yeah. Oh man, I've been so scared of the snakes and stuff that were hanging. I was like, this shit is scary. There was one in Woodfield Mall, and I can't remember. Woodfield is a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if they had a pet shop next to it. Or if there was like some type of uh, feature built into the Rainforest Cafe close to the gift shop. But I do remember being confronted with a boa constrictor that you could pet. Mm-hmm. And, no. you know, I was no. asked, hey, do you want to pet it? It feels just like a basketball. I'm like, no, I'll go pet a basketball instead. I want nothing to do with that snake. There's food oh. here. Yes. So... Um, they had like fish and stuff, but I don't remember there ever being live animals other than like the fish tank situation. Yeah. But when I was a little kid, they brought um, reptiles and stuff into my school, into my elementary school, and they had a giant boa constrictor, and he was yellow. His name was Banana. Banana. And all the other kids were so excited and were like going up and petting Banana, and they were like, "Banana's so cool and everything like that." And I was in the corner crying. The oh, teachers no. were having to console me, and they were like, are you sure you don't want... And I was like, I am scared of this thing. It is a <laughs> demon. I was like seven years old or whatever, like losing my shit because of this giant snake named Banana mm. that I still hate to this day and hope is dead. <laughs> like, fuck you, Banana, you giant piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you terrified yeah. me. I hate snakes. I'm sorry if you're a snake person listening to this. I I hope that if you have a snake, that it's healthy, but very fucking far away from me. Like, preferably another continent. Because I can't mm-hmm. deal with it. I cry. Yeah. Basically every time I cry. I cry. Even as a grown-ass woman, I cry. I don't know. No. So that's that's a no on the snakes for Lex, guys. When you're coming to live shows, don't bring your pet snakes. If you bring Lex. a fucking snake, I'll have you kicked out. I will. <laughs> on no, site. I'm 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 no, I'm dead fucking serious. I would be like, <laughs> get security in here, get them the fuck out. Like this is a very small theater. We don't we don't have security. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a, I have a pretty high tolerance for for certain things. Whatever. Um, I love you guys, but I will kick you the fuck out, and I will not apologize. <laughs> You know, during during Shine Nerd Fest at Stage Seven Seven Three, you know who was security? Me. I was motherfucking security. Yeah. And I was the dude sitting by the door. Twenty bucks to get them the fuck out because we don't want to go near that snake. <laughs> okay. Yep. Just me and John Craig just escorting a gentleman out. No, I'll, like, I'll pay right. for your ticket to get you the refund. I'm okay. Just like, nope. No. Get out. <laughs> I have really gone off the rails here, but if you, you can't have. tell already, I have a deep phobia of snakes. <laughs> yes, yes, it's not it's not just a joke about Bob's Burgers. It's legit. Yeah. But back I have to rainforest. Nightmares about snakes, like like covering the floor Indiana Jones style, and I have to oh. get to something like a phone oh, no. or whatever. Mm-hmm. At, at least like twice a year, I get that dream. Oh no, no, this yeah. we we shouldn't be talking about this before you go to bed. So okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. Rain. It probably won't happen now. It'll happen some other time. 
<laughs> Rainforest Cafe. Big ass giant frog on the top of a building staring at you. What's fucked up about this location, in my mm-hmm. opinion, is that this area, I guess it used to be a lot more touristy. There was like a sports authority type shop there uh, across the street for a while. They had the rock and roll mm-hmm. McDonald's, which was just kind of yeah. like filled with lots of tchotchke from the 50s and 60s. But even that has been torn like, down and rebuilt, you know? Like a, like, like a hard rock but McDonald's? Yeah, but they also have a Hard Rock Cafe around there, too, which is a little bit more yeah. adult. No, this Guess McDonald's what? is cool. Hard Rock Cafe is just adult rainforest cafe. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the kids that grew up and they were like, this is cool. They're like, <laughs> now their adults are like, look at that fucking guitar. <laughs> hey, adults, do you like music? Kind of. Come on down to Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, it looks like Gorilla. Now they're like, look at that fucking guitar. <laughs> Remember Chuck Berry? Remember the Beatles? Hard Rock Cafe. Come get some overpriced spaghetti. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So they they have they have higher end places around there. There's um oh Fogo the Chow is over there, which was, you know, kinda higher end at the time, you know, when when Mm -hmm. they first started up. But yeah, man, get all the fuck steak you can eat for like sixty bucks. That's not bad. A much better solution than Rainforest Cafe. Right, right. Like I said, if you have kids like, I, I would, you know, take my nieces and nephew to Rainforest Cafe in a heartbeat. They'd love that, probably. Mm. Um, you know, something like that is, is fun. That's why you have it. But if you're just, like, a random adult, I don't think you're going to enjoy that experience as much as you remember enjoying it. Yeah. Now, look, we- I'm not saying I won't pop in and grab a stuffed animal from the, <laughs> from the, uh, the gift shop area. I'm not a monster, but, like... Beyond that, oh. We have to remember, next time you're in town, um, we've got to convince Candace Opper to take us to this really cool hotel bar that we went to one time. Um, mm-hmm. We we did a, a, a feature on uh, WGN Radio late one night with Patty Vasquez uh, to promote Shy Nerd Fest. And mm-hmm. after, she's like, hey, let's go get a drink. There's this place down the street. And we went and we crashed this wedding party. Because I guess they had rented out the bar, but we were like, nope, fuck it, we're thirsty. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it was just really late, and they were closing up anyway. So we are like, okay, last last of the night, we're going to go ahead and, and get in there. I got some type of drink. I think it was an old-fashioned, but mm-hmm. with more steps. It was served to me in a treasure chest, like a little tiny treasure chest filled with with smoke. And when okay. I opened it up, smoke billowed out, and it's like, here's your drink. It's like, what the fuck? This presentation is too much for me to comprehend That cost after you, like, midnight. a billion D dollars. You know what? Yeah. It was worth it. It, yeah. was a, it was delicious, and it gave me a show. I was yeah. thoroughly entertained. So we need to go back to this place to recreate this experience for you, because you need okay. to experience this, this smoky drink but from a But can I get a stuffed gorilla on the way out? Because that's what I really want, especially if I've been drinking. I want that stuffed gorilla. We can find you a stuffed gorilla. Okay, well then deal. <laughs> we, can, we can make that happen. Okay, good. Okay, moving right along. Um, Will Smith and Kevin Hart are talking about remaking planes, trains, and automobiles. No. Bad idea. Next. Terrible, um, terrible, terrible, terrible idea. idea. The only Dolly, good thing about that is that the John Candy character, who I'm presuming Kevin Hart is going to play, is supposed to be annoying. So that <laughs> that fits. 
<laughs> I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. You don't like that. Kevin Hart. Yeah, you know that. Uh, I fucking agree, bud. The only yeah. thing I've ever seen him in that I thought was funny was uh, Jumanji. It was good. Did I've, you ever watch I, I have, and I, my streak continues. I've yet to see him in anything I've enjoyed him in. <laughs> um, but you enjoyed Jumanji. Jumanji was okay. I okay. thought it was decent. Um, I I really liked I, it. I think my disdain of Kevin Hart just overshadowed any enjoyment that I'm going to get out of okay. his films. Um, I went I went to school with a lot of guys that act like him, like not not his comedic stylings, but just like his real life personality. I, don't, yeah. I can't even say, oh yeah, you know, I know how he is. No, just like uh, when you see him in interviews and uh, you know, just little snippets that he does uh, online and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, just guys that are just oblivious. Yeah. To how they're coming off and just looking down their nose at people all the time. Just that bullshit. You know, anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. He's, not, so not he's fan. annoying. I agree. I, I really enjoyed the Jumanji movies, both of them. Uh, if someone else had played his part, though, I would have been fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'd have been fine too with that. I thought those were enjoyable. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not about that. You know, I don't really want them to touch any John Hughes movie. I think those movies are like, they have their flaws and everything like that. Some of them you love, maybe some of them you don't love, but they exist in their time. And I just don't think you should mess with them. They immediately looted the corpse of home alone. As soon as the sequel happened, they were like, fuck you. We're making the third one. We're making the fourth one. We're rebooting it. We're going to try to make it a series. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess I understand that more because it's definitely a kid's movie yeah, and a kid's story. But, like, I'm talking about the the John John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, play, and Plain Trains and Automobiles being one of those. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think you should remake 16 Candles. I don't think you should remake The Breakfast Club. Like, I don't think you should remake those movies. I think they just they, should exist in that time. Did they remake Uncle Buck? No. I feel like they did. And it just... Ooh, why? Yeah, I don't know. I know they remade the Honeymooners, and that was like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a mistake. Oh no, they didn't remake it. They tried to make it into a television series. Same diff. Don't do it. In 2016, on ABC, starring Mike Epps. What? Uh, no, pass. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. So, yeah, we spent enough time on that. Let's talk about yeah. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's an amazing human being who we've discussed Parton. previously. She uh, recently made it a point to, you know, put her put her support behind uh, the Black Lives Matter. Uh, yeah, I think the quote was like, of course Black Lives Matter. She was just yeah. like, yeah, of course. I'm not even yeah. going to debate this. Right. Yeah. And so now, uh, apparently... <laughs> I don't even know the dude's name, but I saw the the guy who does one of the voices on Squidbillies, which, for those that aren't familiar with it, who are the majority of people, it's an Adult Swim show that comes on weeknights at like nine sometimes uh, about a hillbilly squid family. One of the guys that voices one of those squids decided to pop off and talk about how Dolly Parton's evil and the sellout and Black Lives Matter is brainwashing us all. Anyway, he got fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dolly Parton rules in Black Lives Matter. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and the funny thing too is he he fashions himself as a uh you know, a indie country singer 
Mm. As a as a as a country performer, as someone who performs country music, why in the fuck would you say something bad about Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton is beloved by all. Yeah, like, that's true. I can't everybody. think of anyone who doesn't like Dolly Parton. That like, guy. She she defy like she you know is above all genre and every like she is amazing. Yep. You can hate country and love Dolly Parton. Yep. She's so, yep, 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 yep. Starting to hit movie nine to five. <laughs> yeah, Great so movie. is that. Great actress. <laughs> Love her. Love yeah. her. Nothing wrong with She's her. Great. Yep. You ever see that movie um, that was like all about the love for her? Jennifer Aniston was in it. It's a Netflix movie. God, what oh. is that movie it was named after one of her songs. And like it, it all. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Our Dolly Parton trivia is, is falling off here. Uh, heartstrings. What? Dolly Parton's heartstrings. No. Right? No. That's not it. That was something else. Something else. Okay, so heartstrings. I'll find it. Okay. okay. Heartstrings, what about it? That was the Netflix series Dumpling. that. I, I remembered it before I looked it up, oh, guys. Oh, okay. That That's was a good movie. Um, but it was just about love, like like loving Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton was in it. It featured her music. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Whereas each episode of this Heartstrings show was about one of her songs. Ooh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, starring uh, Julianne Huff, Kathleen Turner, and more. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably wasn't the reaction I should have had, but. but that. <laughs> So yeah, choices were made with the casting, but Dolly Parton though, come on. Well, it it went from oh okay to oh Hallmark, cool. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what? It was catering to that type of crowd, you know, and that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. They need something to watch, yeah. So although you should support Lifetime, not Hallmark, guys. Just FYI, because <laughs> Hallmark is trying to save their ass right now and be LGBT friendly, but um, Lifetime is actually diverse both behind the camera and in front of the camera. Um, oh. They're pro LGBT, and um, former cast members of One Tree Hill have gone to work at Lifetime on numerous films, and they've said that they hire women and they put women in charge. Like shout um, out to Ravens. So Lifetime over Lifetime. Hallmark, pick them for your Christmas movies, <laughs> especially for gay people. Yes. Because um, last year Hallmark had this whole fucking controversy. I'm sure we talked about it on the show, and now they're like, "We have two gay movies this year." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's double from okay, last year, guys. These are token queers. All right, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're leveling up. Um, yeah. Lovecraft Country uh, yeah. premiered on HBO. I've watched it. I enjoyed the first episode, but I'd like to give it another episode before we talk about it. Have Have you seen it? I, Yes, I watched it. I completely agree. I thought it was super weird. Not that I didn't mm. expect it to be weird. I didn't know anything about it other than Jordan Peele was involved. Correct? Yeah. Producer? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And J.J. Uh, Abrams, yeah. yeah and J.J. Yeah. So I like those two. Um, and I liked, uh, you know, I liked it. I just, I, like, I don't, I don't know what this show is at all. So right. I'm just like, this was weird. And yeah, I don't I, I don't read Lovecraft or anything like that. That's not my 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 jam. So, yeah, I I want 
to see what groove the show gets into before discussing it at length. That's that's my only thing. <clears throat> so we'll we'll put a bookmark in that. Just a new show to look forward to every week, kind of thing. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Infinity Train is back for those that enjoyed. Uh, the first two seasons of Infinity Train on Cartoon Network. It is now exclusive to HBO Max um, as part of that deal. Uh, Infinity Train was a was a show about like just a train of. It's it's almost like Snowpiercer, but a little bit more sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I I love the first and second season. It's got great little nods to continuity, but they're all self-contained stories. Uh, as far as like the seasons go. So if you're interested, check that out. The first six are out like as a, as a big lump already. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, we should get in a wall of weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I should, I just want to state before we get people upset, possibly for this, okay. putting this in wall of weird. I'm half putting this in Wall of Weird because it's a we it's an odd story, but I fucking love this story and I love this dude and I'm gonna give it some background because for me it's a local story. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna preface it with that. Um, <clears throat> a man in Florida is accused of living in a soccer stadium for over two weeks and taking more than a thousand dollars worth of merchandise in the process. Don't do that. <laughs> A 39-year-old homeless man who was living in, in <clears throat> who was found living in a soccer stadium in St. Petersburg, Florida, was arrested on August 9th. Um, so he's been he was living in this stadium, which is home of the Tampa Bay Rowdies, which is the <laughs> local soccer team. Um, he's now facing charges of burglary and resisting an an officer without violence. Which, I don't know what the fuck that means. How do you resist an officer without violence? Just run? Like, he, he ran? I don't know. He was given chase? Okay. Um, he's been living in the luxury suite where the cleaning crew discovered his belongings, including blankets uh, and shaving cream, All a St. Right. Petersburg policewoman said, uh, told the newspaper. He had mm. been eating food at the venue and wearing Rowdy's clothing. He got into the merchandise store and was wearing a bunch of team merchandise. He made himself quite a home there, is the quote. <laughs> wow. They're saying it's $1,200 worth of food and merchandise. Wow. So here's the thing. Um, St. Pete is horrible to their homeless population. Um, they don't do enough, in my opinion, to help the people in the area. Mm-hmm. So my philosophy with this is fuck them and good for this guy. And I think Rowdy's uh, the Rowdy should just like drop all charges and like give him the merch and be cool with this dude. Yeah, I agree. It's honestly, just break even. He's smart. Like like you're punishing him because he's fucking smart. Like no 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 no. Someone give him a job instead. Like I'm sure he's got a lot of things he can do and offer. You know, give him a job at the stadium. Yeah, I mean nothing's going on at the stadium right now, you know, because of because of the pandemic. Nothing's going on at that stadium right now. Yeah, it's Um, almost as if they could have tents up in the stadium and living for a bunch of people who are homeless. They build these giant monuments to sports. Yeah, that just sit unoccupied for a lot of the time when they could easily be turned over into like a camping ground or something like that. Well, they're doing voting, voting booths and stuff. Uh, That's one thing LeBron James is doing right now that I love. 
He's building, mm-hmm. he's, he's working with these cities. I know he at least in LA to make these giant stadiums into polling staying, uh, stations for voting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like LeBron. All his I do phil- too. His philanthropic work. Yeah. He I does like a him. good job. He's like a yeah. dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy, and, and come on, $1,200 worth of merchandise from a sports shop. He got like two t-shirts and a pair of shorts. Probably. Exactly. That's and, yeah. and food. Come on. If there's food sitting there, it's either perishable, like which it's gonna have to be chucked anyway, or it's yeah. like chips and shit. Like, come on. Right. I think they're inflating these numbers a bit as far as the food portion is concerned. Yeah, yeah. And I mean this this kinda comes all the way back around what we were talking about earlier with the with the looting. It's like this is out of necessity. This yeah. man needs a place to stay. He needs food. He sees the place as unoccupied for a time. He knows it's going to be unoccupied for a while, you know. Also, very safe. Like, he was in one of the suites, so he's protecting himself from the weather, and he's by himself. He's social right. distancing. This guy's smart. I like him. I think he sounds like a good dude. <laughs> you know, this this world has been so just informed by zombie apocalypse media for the past decade or so and now that people are in a position where they have to like rummage Mm -hmm. and fend for themselves in some scenarios like when i went to go drop off my car uh at the dealership uh because the lease was up over Mm -hmm. the weekend like they're the the yard behind the dealership was so overgrown i'm like this looks like a scene from last of us too Mm -hmm. you know like oh shit there's like a can of oil in the corner i could get that and yeah you see yeah your mind just gets into that headspace yeah Yeah, just check it itself but yeah like they've got us into this mindset with media over the past decade of just you know foraging and 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 grabbing stuff to fend for yourself and learning how to survive off the land Mm -hmm. even in in a post-apocalyptic world and now they're like oh shit no, you can't do what it takes to fend for yourself. That's wrong. Yeah, that's too much. That's Don't too do that. much. No, not not our fancy t-shirts, please. Don't steal those to yeah. clothe yourself. Ugh. Yeah, and I kind of feel bad for the cleaning crew that like probably were scared of losing their jobs and they have to report it, but yeah. they probably were like, eh, whatever. Like, well, you're you're right. They probably didn't want to get blamed for it, so they had to yeah. do something there. Yeah. I mean, really, like you said before, it's almost like a break-even. You know, it's yeah. like this man needed somewhere to stay. They're not going to get any money out of him if he's if he's already destitute to the point where he's trying to find a place to lay his head at night. There you're not going to get you twelve hundred dollars back. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 there's a lot of people in that area. You can't walk around downtown without mm-hmm. encountering multiple homeless people situated like they I just don't think they're they're They do enough to help. And that's true in a lot of areas like you know, this is just I. How can we be such a wealthy country and not be helping people, um, on such a basic level? Especially when a lot of people have like you know mental health issues and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous that we're not doing what we need to do to make sure people are okay. So in the middle of all that, they build this giant fuck you monument to foots and balls. Yeah. And we're supposed to just expect. Folks that are desperate to be like, no, I'm not going to touch that. No, I'm I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, it's fine. You know what? That's that's someone's property. (laughs) (laughs) Like, fuck off. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, Parasite. Like, I completely understand, like, 
Have you seen the movie Parasite? I still haven't seen it. No. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking it, about it. Okay, right let me let me just defend myself a little bit. It's okay. subtitles, correct? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure that I'm like focused on that movie, and I yeah. have not been in a focus mode. So, yeah. uh, and then I just kind of like forget about it and everything. Yeah. I know I'm gonna like it. I just haven't watched it yet. Just get your popcorn and just. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu. I need to watch it. It is, yep. That's how I saw it, too. I've been watching more, like, comedies and casual stuff. Don't get me started, because you know I will talk about living single for the next half hour (laughs) and all the wonderful things. Oh, my God. Fun fact. Yeah. Five cast members from Different World have shown up on that show. As the characters? No, just other people in in the world. Just five, five actors from... Uh, a different world has shown up on there. Not Lisa Bonet. Because Not I mean, that, at that point, she'd already distanced herself from that whole scene. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the guy that played her husband on the Cosby show showed up as well. Oh, what was his name? The- I don't remember. The- he was, no, not the- um, what was, he was a, a Navy guy. Like, he was a Navy. He was yeah. Olivia's dad. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember that yeah. thinking that whole situation was cool, though. It was because they they kind of had a catch twenty two. They wanted to bring on um, Raven Simone, yeah, but they didn't want to give um, Denise a, a kid. So they're like, "All right, well, yeah. well if she gets married, kid. you know, yeah, she's a stepkid. It's a still like a very you know progressive." <clears throat> yeah, I liked that. Yeah. One more fun fact. Yeah, you know that. Uh, the, the the lady on Living Single that, that plays Maxine Shaw mm-hmm. was on the Cosby show as well as Pam. Mm-hmm. Well, the the woman that played her best friend showed up on Living Single as well as her former roommate, Charmaine. Okay. All these intricate connections. I love it. I'm sorry. Okay. We're no, done. it's okay. We're done. It's okay. That's it. So, yeah, well, all the weird. Um, I, I've only seen a couple episodes of Living Single, so... I need to. I need to get into it again. You should. Or for the first time, because, like I said, I've only seen like reruns. We can do a whole half-hour bonus episode of talking about living single and how much it's great. Um, hopefully, you enjoy it, because if not, it's going to be a very awkward half hour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, before we go, we want to <laughs> give a special shout out to one of our listeners. Pauline. We want to give a special shout out to Pauline because she saved a bundle of kittens, y'all. It was so cute. So many it kittens. It was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Just following her on Instagram and just seeing these these little kittens just like... I, well, she found them under her house, is that right? I believe so, yeah. 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 And, and she's rescued making them sure. and fed them and then gave them to good homes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So... You know, it's it's just good to know that there are good people in the world. So, shout out to yeah, Pauline for being one of those good people. Yeah, shout out to Pauline. I love that stuff. Like, I love when you care about and, like, you go out of your way to do things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I know one of the things she said was just like, I got to make sure you get the cats fixed or whatever to whoever it go, the home they go to. I'm like, yes. Like, so responsible. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dork, but I'm like, I, I love it. It's It's great. It's nice to see people care and be responsible. So Yeah. 
It truly is. So, you know, much respect. Yeah. Much respect to Pauline for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, much respect to you for making it through this episode. We appreciate you listening. And uh, we hope that you come back for, no- for more on the next episode. We've got a lot of things that we've been talking about uh, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Some, some things we're very excited about that are going to be taking place for the rest of the year. So keep your eye out and your ears open for all of that. It's going to be so much fun. Get ready. Mm-hmm. We got lots yeah. of cool stuff coming. So. Lots of cool stuff. So, yeah, keep an eye on our social media platforms or uh, rather your social media platforms at Lex and Matt across the board. Uh, check out our Patreon. We've got a mm-hmm. lot of great stuff going on there. Bonus episodes, um, you know, patron merch. stuff, yeah. merch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, lots of good and stuff. And then subscribe to, to us. Give us a rating. Mm-hmm. That always helps. Helps us on uh, the Apple Podcasts. That's the big one. We need those. We need those reviews. We do rate our show and rate the next show you listen to as well. You yeah, know? yeah. If you like a podcast, I mean, giving them a rating really helps. You know, it does. you don't have to go give Mark Marin a rating. <laughs> like he's, a, <laughs> you know, like that that type of podcast. They're usually okay, um, but you know, try to listen to smaller podcasts, middle ground podcasts. And give them ratings it, and subscribe to them if you enjoy them. It really helps. And share with your friends. Shows like Turtle Soup, shows yep. like Ravens, shows mm-hmm. like Be Your Scary Best, mm-hmm. you know. All these. All the, all the good ones. Check yeah. them out. All our friends. Yeah. <sighs> that, was, that was fun. We laughed a lot this episode. I'm glad we, we had so many times. Yeah, yeah. It's always refreshing. It all right, fun. folks. We hope, hope you enjoyed yourselves as well. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other, everyone. You. Bye.